The euro dollar dived to the lowest level since summer, following a set of disappointing and quite weak PMI figures released yesterday in Europe. Then Saudi Arabia and Russia announced further supply cuts to add on the global worries, and the Bank of Canada will likely join the crowd of global central banks holding their interest rates steady this month. But, but, but the rising energy prices give off a false smell. I'm telling you. So welcome. This is. Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. So released yesterday, the European Services PMI data came in softer than expected by analysts and it was the case pretty much in all major euro area locations. So the data showed yesterday that services sector, even in Italy and in Spain, actually slipped into the contraction zone in August. So in August, guys, August is the month of big summer holidays where people, European people, flock to Italian and Spanish cities and beaches. So if services in Italy and Spain contract in the month of August, well, I can tell you that trouble is brewing for Europe. Obviously, the soft set of PMI data released yesterday fueled the European Central Bank dose and pushed the euro dollar under a bus at yesterday's trading session. The pair fell to the lowest levels that we saw since the beginning of June and flirted with the 107 psychological support on idea that the European Central Bank can't raise interest rates next week when the economic picture in Europe is souring at this speed. But I believe that yes, ladies and gentlemen, it can. Because the European Central Bank can very well announce another 25 basis point hike when it meets, well, next week. Or it could announce a faster reduction of its balance sheet, for example. Or, or, or it could also, you know, end the remuneration of banks' minimum reserves. All these measures to further tighten the financial conditions in Europe simply, simply because the latest inflation figures and expectations from the Eurozone actually showed stagnation instead of further easing. And we also know that there is nothing more important for the European Central Bank than to take control over inflation and eventually bring it back toward the 2% policy target. Yet, with what's happening with energy prices right now, and I will obviously come to that very, very shortly, while the European Central Bank will hardly skip an interest rate hike this month, in my opinion. If nothing, a premature European Central Bank pose would further weigh on the euro's valuation and make the energy prices more expensive for the Europeans. So that's going to be obviously further fueling inflation and inflation expectations in Europe. So if that's something that the ECB officials have in mind, so a pose, well, it's not a good idea in my opinion. The most recent inflation expectations in the eurozone show that the next 12-month expectations for the eurozone inflation remain steady at the 3.4% level, but but, but the three-year inflation expectations spiked to 2.4%. And well, there is no reason for inflation expectations to continue easing when energy prices are going up toward the sky. So 
Energy prices, Brent crude rallied past the $90 per barrel level at yesterday's trading session as US crude advanced above the $88 per barrel level as Saudi Arabia and Russia announced that, well, they will be prolonging their supply cuts. So Saudi Arabia will continue reducing its own unilateral supply by 1 million barrels per day to the end of the year, while Russia will be cutting its own production by 300,000 barrels per day to make sure that well, crude oil prices don't come down. Now, these news, the news of yesterday, was not a shocker per se. We heard the chatter that this was going to happen already last week, and we knew that something was really cooking in that kitchen. But what really surprised the market this time was that the decision came for another three months. So the question is, what will happen now? I can see many, many people asking and wondering out there whether the $100 per barrel level for US crude or the Brent crude are back on the table. Well, I hear some analysts and investors now pushing their target to $100 per barrel level for Brent, actually. Yet, uh, I believe that the road that will lead crude oil prices toward that $100 per barrel psychological mark will be bumpy because higher energy prices have already started being reflected in inflation expectations and even the inflation numbers. Look at the European inflation numbers. And if that's the case, if we start seeing uh, these higher energy prices go into inflation numbers, well, the central banks, including the Fed, will have little choice but to keep their monetary policies tight enough to fight inflation. So that could mean that we could see further interest rate hikes or at least keeping the interest rates at restrictive levels for a longer period of time. But rising inflation numbers sure eliminate all possibility of a rate cut from the Fed or the others unless we see a sharp, sharp economic slowdown, in which case the oil prices would make a U-turn anyway and cheapen due to, well, recession, uh, recession worries and global demand and global demand concerns. And when global demand worries kick in to the market, actually, and prices start to cheapen, Saudi Arabia will be losing money because it is now shouldering the supply cut strategy for OPEC, well, pretty much alone by itself and taking all the financial costs on its own shoulders. So yes, the $100 per barrel level may look appetizing for oil bulls and for Saudi Arabia, especially when the demand outlook remains this strong despite the slowing China news and the suffering European news. Well, you know what? It may not last. Saudi could easily change its mind if things started turning sour. It has a history of making sharp U-turns on its decisions when winds turn against them. So why not this time? So in my opinion, it will be very, very interesting to watch what happens the rising oil prices and the sputtering economies. But from a technical analysis perspective, American crude is now approaching my $89 per barrel resistance and the market is now in an overbought territory, meaning that a downside correction in oil prices would anyway be healthy at the current levels, at least in the short run, before finding a new direction. Now, interestingly, higher oil prices these days don't really seem to bother some Federal Reserve members because Christopher Waller, for example, said at a CNBC interview yesterday that, well, last week was a hell of a good week of data for the US, which will obviously allow the Federal Reserve to proceed carefully with its next monetary policy decisions. We can just sit there, wait for the economic data to come in, and 
and see if things continue, he said. Well, I seriously and genuinely think that they could also pray while waiting for the data to come in as higher energy prices won't be any less problematic for the Fed and its inflation strategy. Anyway, the Bank of Canada is expected to keep its interest rate unchanged at 5% level when it meets today and pretty much no one, including me myself, expects the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates this month. The probability of a September post from the Fed is above 90% level right now. Yet, yet at November post is still a close call and things could rapidly change direction until that moment in time because US inflation, which claims to give a day-to-day -day hint, a day-to-day -day indication on where the US inflation is headed, well, rose this summer, but actually stabilized at around the 2.60% level. Where will it go? We will see. But again, there is an unpleasant smell coming to my nose from the energy market. Anyway, both the US two-year and 10-year yields jumped at yesterday's trading session. And it was not because of the Federal Reserve pricing, but it was mostly because many, many companies out there actually flooded the market with debt sales yesterday. The US actually saw 36 billion US dollar worth of bond sales only yesterday, and that was a highest volume year to date, which also explains why the US yields jumped this much yesterday as it was the end of the world. The S&P 500 fell 0.42%, while Nasdaq 100 index managed to eke out a small gain as Tesla jumped more than 4.5% yesterday on news that well, as China made EV deliveries rose 9.3%, comforting investors that the price cuts in China may be playing in favor of the company. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardishke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages and feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.